Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Billy Wilder films ranked. Uh, I recently started watching Billy Wilder films, uh, primarily The Apartment and Ace in the Hole. I had heard recommended on other podcasts and, and watched and loved and knew that Billy Wilder was one of those auteurs, early days, who's got this huge catalog of films uh, and just one of the most well-respected directors, especially back there. Auteur, worked in multiple genres. You got dramas, you got romance, you got comedies, you got noir. Kind of able to work in all these different things he did like over 50 films uh as a writer who wanted more control over the words uh in the movies decided to become a director uh and and just a guy that has movies that have super interesting characters well-written characters the casting is great um just and interesting stories as well like has very much a modern day feel to the performances the writing the stories like everything feels very modern day obviously most of them took place in like the 50s i mean his career went i don't i don't know where it started probably um let's see real quick here let me do this off the cuff started uh he went as late as no way the 90s no i think directing see as a director 81 buddy buddy was his last movie he directed in 81 uh and started in 1934 with bad seed being his first movie that he directed um long career long career uh so i watched a bunch of movies obviously a lot of similar movies are rated high amongst most lists so i think i got a good plethora a good sampling of his movies and i'm very confident with at least my personal top five these are the movies that not only are well made, but I think I enjoy personally quite a bit. Like they're they're movies that I really loved and that I would recommend to people. Uh, so let's get it started with my top five Billy Wilder films. Starting off with number five is a movie that my number five spot. There was a lot of like it was a revolving door. Movies came and went. Uh, things got moved up. Things got left out. Uh, and uh, it was really the spot that that had the most changes while I was making the list. Uh, even up till last night, I had a different movie in my top five, but decided to put this movie in just because it's a little bit lighter, a little bit, you know, I enjoyed it. It was a little bit different, a little bit different flavor. Uh, but coming in at number five, my fifth favorite Billy Wilder film is The Fortune Cookie. Uh, this movie is starring Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, uh, which are two greats. I mean, there's a ton of uh, movies by Billy Wilder that Jack Lemmon was in, uh, some of which might be on this list. Uh, but this one, a great, had like Laurel and Hardy vibes. Basically, uh, Jack Lemmon's character plays a 
uh, uh, video. He he's uh, video production for the NFL, right? He's broadcasting. He's got the camera on his shoulder on the sidelines, and during a play, one of the the players uh, ends up ta- running into him uh, out of bounds, and uh, because of that, uh, goes to the hospital get to check get checked up on, and his uh, sister's husband, his brother-in-law. Is Walter Matthau, who's a smarmy, slimy lawyer type uh, that wants to sue, uh, I, I think, the, the company that broadcasts or maybe the NFL. But he wants to sue. He wants to, they want to try and get all the money they can out of this, this accident that happened that they're trying to fake. But then you're also seeing uh, the football player who caused the accident or, or supposedly caused this accident, uh, feeling the regret and seeing how that affects his life so it's it's pretty great it's a pretty fun movie comedy it it, it's a bummer what happens to the football player like the there's always like in all of the billy wilder films most of them it's like these people trying to get away with something like in so many movies it's people trying to get away with something and being unsuccessful in being foolhardy in their desire to get away with it and in this one, it's trying to to sue this company to rip them off, uh, pretending to be injured. Uh, and it doesn't go their way because it affects people other than themselves. And uh, you see Jack Lemon and his heart kind of come through at the end. I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, a funny movie. Uh, just uh, I really enjoyed it and uh, had a lot of heart to it as well. Uh, so because of that, uh, it is coming in at number five, The Fortune Cookie. Now, moving on to my number four. My four, fourth favorite Billy Wilder film. This one is one that for the majority of the time making my list, this was settled safely at number two. And as I watched the films, as I tried to constantly look at my list and reevaluate my list and really try to understand what movies, how I want to rank them, whether it's just pure enjoyment, whether I take into account things that I have problems with, things I have issues with, or maybe it's part of the movie that just doesn't hold up well. Because it's, you know, there's definitely parts of these movies that just don't hold up well. You're talking about movies from 70 years ago. 80 years ago, 60 years ago, some views may have changed since then, but they're still surprisingly, at least in the movies I saw, they hold up pretty well. Uh, But this one has a little bit of an issue, and I think that little bit of an issue is why I had to knock it down to number four from number two. But that movie coming in at number four is Ace in the Hole. Uh, which is a movie I did a full review on. So if you want to listen to me talk about that, make sure you look that up. But Ace in the Hole is a movie about a reporter who is kind of at the bottom of the barrel. He's been fired from all of his other newspaper jobs, and now he winds up in a newspaper out in New Mexico, kind of the bottom of the barrel, the last kind of job he can get. And he's got a thing. He stumbles upon this story of this guy who's trapped in a mine. Uh, and this guy who's basically trying to steal artifacts, Native American artifacts, to sell in his gift shop. Uh, and he got stuck in the mine. And the thing that doesn't hold up, I mean, it's still around. 
But the thing that the the disappointing part is that uh, Kirk Douglas, who plays the main character, this reporter, there's a lot of like racism towards Native Americans in this movie. Uh, And it also uses racism as a tool for him to create a story. Uh, saying that it's like a cursed, like it's an Indian burial ground and it's cursed. You know, basically trying to make people afraid of Native Americans. Uh, like it's their ancestors that caused this tragedy to happen to this guy who was basically stealing their 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 cultural artifacts uh, to sell. Um, but the main thrust of this movie, the main message of this film is how media will sensationalize and overblow a small story, a small human interest story into a circus, into, in this movie, what becomes a literal circus. Uh, and it's, a, it's a, a message that is still relevant in the year 2022, where the media will do everything they can to sensationalize a story in order to get clicks, in order to s- sell ad space. Like, it is, it is, not, it is n- not the media's job to report on things honestly and accurately as much as it is to get popular and, you know, get a large audience to increase your ad sales money. Uh, so, yeah, because of that, I love this movie. Because of, of that whole story about this reporter blowing this story out of proportion and then getting his comeuppance in the end, where it's like it, it's like he's tried to squeeze every last drop out of this this story, and then in the end, it all blows up in his face. And uh, it's great. It's a great movie. It ends great. Uh, it's, it's so impactful impactful and impactive and impacting it's very relevant (laughs) let's put it that way it's really relevant uh so that's why it's coming in number four the the racism against native americans is a bummer uh absolutely but a great movie nonetheless coming in at number four is ace in the hole The Many Faces is an ongoing abstract ink portrait series that I started many years ago. I release a new face every day, but go to inspireddisorder.com to check them out. So many available. But as a listener to The Ray Taylor Show, you can save 10% when you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out. So go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF, that stands for The Many Faces. Go check them out, browse the entire collection, and when you decide on a piece, or maybe multiple pieces, make sure you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out, and you'll save 10%. As a big thank you for checking out my work, for collecting my work, and for listening to The Ray Taylor Show. And with that said, let's get back to the show. Moving on to my number three. This was a movie that, like, just got me. And it's a theme that is in other movies. And I'm curious to know if this theme is something that was just popular in films in general as, like, a thing. 
and and it's that thing of like people trying to get away with something. Uh, but coming in at number three, my number three favorite Billy Wilder film is Double Indemnity. This is a movie. Uh, Ace in the Hole came out in 1951, by the way. Uh, Double Indemnity came out in 1944. You have starring Fred McMurray, Barbara Stanwyck. Uh, Fred McMurray is a insurance salesman. Barbara Stanwyck is a the wife of a guy of the wife of a man who works in the oil industry, but she's not happy with her marriage. Uh, and it's all about this this insurance salesman selling life insurance, selling accident insurance to this guy, teaming up with the wife in order to collect that insurance money, to kill him and then collect the money, right? It's, it's scamming the insurance company, which is very similar to the fortune cookie. Uh, but the thing is, with life insurance, it pays out double. There's double indemnity if somebody dies during in, in like a, a way in which most people don't die. And one of those ways is uh, involving a train. Uh, and so not only are they trying to rip off the insurance company, but they're trying to do it in a way to double their money. And this is a well-told story where you have one of the characters, you have Fred McMurray's character, basically telling the story of the events into a little Victrola recorder, voice recorder, of the events, of how everything unfolded, how he got to meet this woman, how their plan was, how things went wrong. It's kind of got a very noir type of sensibility to it, feel to it. Obviously, it's this couple trying to sneak away, trying to do this, like this intricate, well-written, this movie, well-written, this intricate plan where all these things have to do well because he knows the insurance company he works for and he knows how well they investigate things and how smart people are. So they're trying to outsmart those people. And then you realize there's another twist towards the end. This movie is so good. This movie is so good. Uh, you believe their their little the Stanwick McMurray relationship uh, for for whatever that is worth in this movie. Uh, it's great. It's great. There is a scene in this movie where a car doesn't start, and it is the most stressful moment I have seen in so long where a car didn't start because for whatever reason I wasn't expecting that movie trope to happen but it happens in the perfect place it i don't know if i doubt that's like the the where the trope started of like a car not starting in a time where you really need to get away from a situation but that happens in this movie and when it happens i'm like oh no no the car didn't start crazy crazy but i i really did enjoy this movie how it goes how it ends everything is like so smart so well written great performances 
great casting, great acting. Everything is great. I really enjoyed Double Indemnity. Super stoked I, uh, I was able to discover it uh, re-watching these movies. And from 1944, I mean, it's like, get out of here. So good. So good, man. Just so smart. Cat and mouse. So good. So that's number three, Double Indemnity. Uh, my third favorite Billy Wilder film. Now, moving on to my second favorite Billy Wilder film. This one I had said was for a long time this space was occupied by Ace in the Hole. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't leave Ace in the Hole at the number two slot. Because the movie I, I put in the number two slot, in addition to Double Indemnity, both are better. I don't have that issue that I have with Ace in the Hole. Right, that small bit of racism that doesn't really hold up. But coming in at number two is a classic film. It's a movie that I just reviewed a few days ago and watched it for the first time along with all of these other ones, but one I'm glad I did. Uh, and one that's top to bottom a great movie. And it, it's, it's a beautiful work of art uh, and uh, a great movie about movies. And that movie coming in at number two is Sunset Boulevard. It's a movie that came out in 1950, and just such a great movie about, about everything crumbling apart in slow motion. Whether it's the mansion that the actress lives in, whether it's the actress's career, whether it's the actress's mindset and brain itself crumbling apart in slow motion, whether it's this writer that gets wrapped into this disintegration that's happening, this slow motion disintegration, and how it, it, for a moment, takes him away from following his own passion because life just got too easy. To seeing how it ends with like the delusional silent actress who's like so desperate for a comeback, doesn't realize that the cameras that are catching her are there to film the person who's responsible for a murder. So good. Obviously, the classic line, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Such a good movie. Uh, a great noir film. A movie about m movie making. A movie about how the the movie industry changed from silent films to talkies very similarly in a lot of ways to uh singing in the rain very different story very dark story i mean this is a descent into madness story uh this is a sh uh, story about a over the hill actress uh grooming her younger concubine uh, it is a great movie, and because it is so good on every level, the writing's great, the acting's great, the story's super interesting, everything holds up, I would say, uh, and it's so interesting, that's why I had to put it at number two. Slightly, I could almost put Double Indemnity here, but I think just just from a standpoint of like everything that happens, because it's not just a cut and dry kind of a, a noir thing, even though Double Indemnity is not just like a cut-and-dry type of a noir film. But, yeah, Sunset Boulevard so good. So well-written, too. The beautiful voiceover. Like, this movie has so much voiceover, but it's 
It's the voiceover is from the voice of the lead who is a writer for films. So for a writer to be very flowery with his words and to use a lot of words to to express things, uh, the voiceover works perfectly. And uh, I loved every aspect of the movie. And the end itself was like, whoa, it, it went. It's like I was I was I was happy. I was happy with the movie. Uh, that's why I came in at number two. My number two favorite Billy Wilder movie, Sunset Boulevard. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. Uh, now, moving on to my number one, my all-time favorite Billy Wilder film. This was also the first Billy Wilder film that I watched, I think, maybe, was the first one. Uh, but it's one that I loved when I saw it, and it's just, it's there's no movie that of his that just... It that just it was so n new and kind of different, and like I cared about the characters as much. Uh, so that movie, my number one favorite Billy Wilder film, coming in at number one is The Apartment. Uh, this is a movie that I've reviewed. Uh, I believe it was the first. It was either this or Ace in the Hole that I watched first, but I believe it's Ace or The Apartment. Uh, this came out in 1960. Uh, so the oldest of his films that I, I put on the list, not the oldest that I watched or newest that I watched, but uh, it is um, for the the f top five anyway. This is the the oldest or the newest, most recent production, I guess, 1960. Uh, but you have Jack Lemmon coming back. He works in a Manhattan as a Manhattan insurance clerk whose apartment is being used by all of the different managers and higher-ups in his company. They use his apartment to cheat on their wives. Uh, and it becomes like this crazy scenario where Jack Lemmon's character is constantly having to adjust scheduling, and he's calling people, constantly trying to move scheduling around uh, so that they all get their opportunities to use his apartment. Meanwhile, his apartment's being used so much that he's hardly ever there. Then there's this love story that comes in where Jack Lemmon's character is in love with the elevator operator uh, and the way their relationship gets intertwined. This movie ends up being kind of like a romantic comedy. Uh, then you have the end, how this movie ends, where it's like somebody following their passion, these people, the clarity comes through. The thing that happens in a lot of romantic comedies as well happens where the, the one person realizes that they're not with the one they truly love and they run to go to the person they really love. There's a great misdirect at the end of this movie that happens that's set up when there these two characters, one of the character, the the girl that runs the 
who is Shirley MacLaine, uh, who is the runs the elevator that Jack Lemmon's character is in love with, she ends up attempting suicide. So part of this movie is Jack Lemmon's character trying to save her life. Uh, there's a scene where he opens up to her about his own struggle uh, with wanting to end his life uh, and how he was going to use a gun. So there's this scene at the very end, this moment at the very end of this movie, where you hear a gunshot sound. And it, in the head of, in, in your head, you're thinking one thing because you remember that story that he told about wanting to kill himself. And it's a great twist. So the twist at the end is great. The love story's great. The whole talk about suicide's great. His razor, because <laughs> there's a scene where, you know, he's trying to clear out his medicine cabinet of all the dangerous stuff. So, like the pills and the razor. He takes the razor. He has one of those, it's like a butterfly razor. Like, I almost, I don't shave. I haven't shaved for, I don't know how, over a decade. I have looked at razors that are like that razor because of this movie. Uh, but yeah, so many reasons why. It's just an interesting story of a guy who's loaning out his apartment for people to cheat on their wives. Like, crazy. And because of that, like, all of his neighbors think that he's a party animal. But he's, like, never there. It's these other people that are using his apartment. It's a great story, fun. It's got drama. It's got comedy. It's got romance. It's got everything. Uh, so much fun. Definitely my easily my number one. This was never not my number one uh, Billy Wilder film. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. Just, they don't make movies like this. They don't. This movie would have been so different if this was made today. So different. So I highly recommend checking out The Apartment. Obviously, if you're watching this, maybe you already are aware of Billy Wilder films and you've, you've watched The Apartment and you know. Uh, but I loved it. So one more time, let me go over my top five Billy Wilder films. Uh, so this is my top five Billy Wilder films. Starting off with number five, The Fortune Cookie. Number four is Ace in the Hole. Number three is Double Indemnity. Number two is Sunset Boulevard. And my favorite Billy Wilder film of all time is The Apartment. So go check them all out. Let me know what your top five favorite Billy Wilder films are in the comments. Let me know what I missed, what I should check out. I watched a ton of Billy Wilder films. And they are, they are, some of them are crazy. There's one, Avanti where like one of the characters is constantly referenced as being overweight and at no point does this character look overweight at all. There's a lot of like movies with big age gaps in the movie, like Love in the Afternoon and even Sabrina. It's like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, let me know what your favorite movies from Billy Wilder are. I'm always looking for new movies to watch, and I am a fan of his. So if there are some hidden gems you think I should watch, let me know. Uh, in the comments, rank your, your top five in the comments or hit me up on social media at Ray Taylor. Uh, but that's it. Hope everybody's having a great week. New episodes of the Ray Taylor show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh!
church. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.